Be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful and be courteous. Peter starts here by telling us that we all have to be of one mind. And uh, he's talking here about harmony within the Lord's congregation. That's something that is so very important that we all have the same mind, we have the same goal and purpose. We are in agreement on the elements of salvation. Uh, we're in agreement on uh, growing the congregation in all of these different aspects. We have to be of the same mind and we have to be able to work together in harmony. Without that harmony, it's very hard, if not impossible or difficult, it would be to grow the Lord's church here upon this earth. He says, uh, he said, having compassion one of another. And uh, compassion is something that is uh, so very important for us in our, uh, in our congregation. You know, when we study the four Gospels and you read of Christ, it says a no quite a number of times he had compassion. And uh, compassion, uh, he would uh, see people, he would notice uh, those that were weak. Uh, those that were hungry, those that had traveled a long ways. Uh, he always noticed these people, and, uh, and he, uh, <clears throat> he cared enough to help. And that's what compassion is, is being aware of the situation around us, uh, those people that are in need of help, that we're able to help them and, and supply their needs to them. And then he goes on and he says, uh, Love is brethren. We know that the second most important commandment is that we have brotherly love. And uh, this is, uh, uh, is really just a, a bedrock fundamental thing that we have to have. And if we don't have this love uh, for one another, uh, it would be hard to have compassion. It would be hard uh, uh, to, to be of one mind and to be able to accomplish the things in the Lord's church. He goes on and he says uh, to be pitiful, and uh, uh, some of the uh, Bibles, uh, different different ones, uh, uses the word uh, tender-hearted, and uh, that's what we uh, that's uh, being tender-hearted, being pitiful has very closely related to having compassion, I believe, and so we have to be. Uh, uh, not just aware of others, we're aware of their needs and have this love for them that we desire uh, that we can help them in any way that we can and uh, to be uh, tender-hearted to their needs. And then the, the <clears throat> last thing he said there was to be courteous. The uh, English uh, Standard Version, the English Study Bible, renders this word uh, uh, humble. And uh, that's uh, it would be uh, nigh on the impossible to be courteous if you're not a, a humble person. I think a good example of that is, uh, you know, you go down to Quick Trip or somewhere and somebody, you're, uh, two of you are headed for the door and uh, a courteous person, a humble person, if you're there first, you'll stop and you'll open the door for that person. You're, by doing so, you're showing honor and respect to the other person. So that's something that is so very important that, uh, that we do show honor, that we show respect, we show courtesy and uh, preference to those about us.
If we're not a humble person, we'll look right past them and uh, never notice those opportunities uh, to be of, of help to someone else. <clears throat> then he goes on in the first uh, verse 9. He said, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrary wise blessing. So as Christians, when we're wrong uh, by words or deeds or uh, things that people do to us, and oftentimes uh, uh, people do step on our toes and uh, do things to us that uh, maybe by words or by deeds that, that, that they've done something. And uh, a lot of times it's kind of human nature that we repay in kind, that we just, uh, well, that's what they did to me, I'm going to do the same thing to them and I'll show them. But uh, we're, we can't be that way. But uh, we have to kind of remember here that uh, the great blessings that we've uh, received from God and the things that we did uh, before we obeyed the gospel, uh, uh, oftentimes that these things will, uh, <coughs> excuse me, these things would, uh, uh, that they were evil and everything. And so uh, we were, God gave us a blessing of his son, and but we cannot return uh, evil to our Heavenly Father. We have to, uh, to love our Heavenly Father. We have to, to remember that uh, when people speak evil against us, that uh, we're always at that position that we want to be a blessing to others, and that's what he's talking about here. And then he... Uh, and he says, knowing that you shall inherit a blessing. And uh, the blessing that we're going to inherit is eternal life if we're, uh, if we're following the, uh, the precepts of our Heavenly Father and we're showing the love and the courtesy, the kindness, uh, the humility to others, and uh, we will uh, receive this blessing. And Christ is our pattern for us to follow today. And he goes on uh, there in verse 9. He says that uh, uh, knowing that ye are called, knowing that ye are thereunto called. So, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, we're called to, to be a blessing uh, to other people. And... Uh, uh, the, the one that called us is Christ. And in uh, Matthew 5 and verse 44, is Christ uh, there in his Sermon on the Mount, he said, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So Christ here is calling us to be a blessing uh, to others and uh, to... Uh, to our enemies, uh, to, to love them, uh, to bless them, that, that curses, and to do good to other people, not just because they do good to us, but we can do good first and, and to pray for them, and even though that people despitefully use us. So we can see here that, uh, that this is the, the calling that we have as Christians uh, to, to walk in this manner of life. Uh, going on uh, in Matthew 5 and uh, verse 45 there, he said that you may be the children of your father 
which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. So if we want to be a child of God, then we have to follow what Christ said here. And we have to be a blessing. And uh, we were called to be a blessing to others. <clears throat> In verse 10, and verse 10 <clears throat> he said, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. So we should have a desire within us to love the life that we have here as a Christian here upon this earth and uh, have a desire that we want to see good days in our life, to enjoy, to take pleasure in being a Christian and to, to use these opportunities that, uh, that we have uh, in being uh, a bless the, the time that we have here upon this earth to be a blessing to others. And this, uh, this uh, command here that Peter gives is uh, actually based on the 34th Psalm and verse 12. So we should desire and uh, love the life that we have and, and have a desire to have longer days, good days. And life itself is a, is a great blessing for us. And he goes on and he says, And let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. So we have to be very careful of our speech and our words. And this is one of the things that is uh, one of the hardest things for us to do oftentimes as Christians is to, to be able to control our tongue, to control our words, and uh, to be a blessing to others uh, with the words that we speak. And so we have to watch, watch our words uh, very closely. And uh, they, our words should be seasoned uh, with positive words, with uplifting words, rather than negative words. And I've worked around uh, some people before I retired. They were the most negative people you ever heard. I mean, they were down on everything. And uh, by lunchtime, you was ready to just uh, close up your toolbox and go to the house just to get away from them. But we don't want to be that way. We want to be the kind of a person that our words are positive, that they're uplifting, that they're beneficial to others. And uh, it, it's so important that, uh, that we do that. <coughs> then he goes on in uh, verse 11. He said, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. So uh, he says here that we are to, uh, to eschew or to turn away from uh, uh, the evil things and to, and to, uh, to be a blessing uh, to others. And to do good and uh, take those opportunities that we have to use our compassion, to use our love for others uh, in being tenderhearted and being courteous to others and use these opportunities that we have to do these things and to, uh, to make a difference in the world around us and make a difference in our own life as well. So we have to look for ways then to serve our friends, our neighbors, and... Uh, and to, and to goes on there, and he said, let him seek peace and ensue it. So it's uh, very important that we be a peacemaker, and we have to uh, be the type of a person that is always looking for ways to, uh, 
to be in harmony with others. And uh, rather than stirring up strife, we want to be the kind of a person that, uh, that uh, puts a lid on it, so to speak, that, uh, that we don't stir up strife, we don't stir up uh, hatred and things like that. But uh, our words should be a blessing to others, and, uh, and that's uh, really necessary for us as Christians. It's a big part of our life that uh, using the proper words. Then in verse 12, the last verse, he said, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So uh, the Lord is watching us. We know that, uh, that, he can, that he knows our lives. He knows what's going on in our life. And he knows if we are uh, being of one mind, if we're uh, compassionate, if we're loving as brothers, if we're tender-hearted and courteous and all of these things. The Lord knows that, and uh, that should be an incentive to us to, to remember uh, that, uh, that the Lord knows what, what we're doing. And so our life ought to be such that fulfills these things that Peter is talking about here. And then he says that the face of the Lord is against them <coughs> that do evil. So those that uh, sin, those that do evil, uh, God turns away from those who practice these things, these unrighteousness. And uh, he does not recognize them. Uh, the, when people are uh, involved in hatred or sexual uncleanness and stealing and foul language and lying, uh, uh, strife, things like that. When people are involved in that, God turns away from that. He can't stand sin, and he looks the other way. So we need to, uh, to remember then that uh, the things here that Peter has, has written to us, that we need to do those things that, uh, that our Heavenly Father is pleased with and that, uh, he, that he will take notice of these things and uh, so when we do pray, when we do need his help, uh, that he will uh, be there for us and not have his face turned away because we were doing uh, a, a lot of unrighteous things. <clears throat> so the application of this, and uh, the application of this is really uh, pretty self-explanatory, I think, for us, you know, to, to be of one mind there, there and to have uh, harmony and compassion, being tender-hearted, showing brotherly love, being courteous to others, no paybacks, and uh, don't do uh, the evil uh, uh, talking, deceitful talking, but rather we need uh, to be the kind of a person that does good and seeks peace and uh, these things. So uh, that pretty much is really the application uh, of, of what we're studying here this evening. So life for us is a blessing. We're God's children. And Peter has shown you and me that there uh, the things that we need to know, the things that we need to practice that uh, to enjoy and have a full spiritual uh, life here upon this, uh, upon this earth. And uh, that our days uh, would be good, that they would be pleasant. And... Uh, even in this old world that uh, we look around us and the things that we hear and the things that we know that are going on today, 
is uh, pretty bad in our society today. So, but we have an opportunity to, to show the world a completely different type of a life by the, uh, the life that we live, and that's what he's been talking about here. But what I want to, to look at there is uh, to go back to verse 10. And he said, For he that will love life and see good days. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. And I think that this is the result of uh, doing these things, uh, of, uh, of having compassion and harmony and these things that we've talked about. And uh, if we love our life here, if we want to see good days, it's the natural thing that we would do to do these things, to be obedient to these things, to be an example. And uh, the English Study Bible says that let him who wants to love life and see good days uh, refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that we speak. So it should be our desire that we love our life here, that it's not a drudgery, it's not something that we hate, something that we don't enjoy doing, but we ought to love and enjoy the life that we have as Christians and uh, have that desire to see good days in our time. So uh, so what is the evidence then of a loving life and seeing good days? I think Jesus, uh, when he came to this earth, uh, he showed that we could have this type of a life and even more so. In uh, John 10 and verse 10, uh, Jesus was talking there about the thief and uh, there's... Uh, those that were contrary to him, those that would uh, take our life from us. And he said in John 10 and 10, he said, But the thief cometh not but for to steal and to, uh, to kill and destroy. He says, But I am come that you might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the Lord came, Jesus Christ. He came to this earth and he gave his life upon the cross. He set an example for us in the words that he spoke and the life that he lived. And he showed us how that we could have life, but not just uh, a life, but to have it more abundantly, that, uh, that it would be a, a full life. And uh, it wouldn't be just a life of a bare minimum ex existence here upon this earth, but one full of confidence and of faith and hope and peace and contentment. And uh, the reason for that is because we know that when we, uh, when we uh, study of Christ, we know that he rose from the grave. And that is the great hope that we have. And uh, so we want to have life more abundantly. We should have a desire uh, to love life, to, to, to seek uh, peace, to, to have hope, and to do these things. And <coughs> so... <coughs> Having this life with Christ uh, and knowing this great hope that we have of eternal life that heaven there awaits us, uh, that thought uh, is greater. It surpasses anything, any type of a thought that we could even possibly have here upon this earth. So we have something to look forward to. We have a hope and that hope that produces an abundant life, a rich uh, spiritual life, a loving life and doing what the Lord would bid us to do. So our attitude, our heart, uh, I think, uh, like to look, to look at that just, just a moment here, 
and the things that we should show to others. We have a hymn that we uh, sing, and it's based on the 118th Psalm. And it said, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, that's just a, a, a simple little phrase there, a simple little thing that the psalmist wrote there. But uh, so easy that even I can remember that one. But uh, the uh, so we have to remember that God has made the days that we have here upon this earth. And uh, we need to rejoice. We need to be a happy people, a glad people, uh, because uh, we can do those things like showing compassion and uh, being, uh, being in harmony and, and brotherly love and these things. And uh, if, if we do those things, we're going to rejoice. We're going to be happy uh, in this life. And so uh, the, re the word rejoice there, it means to be, uh, in the dictionary that I had at home, it said to be full of joy. So we don't just have joy, but we are uh, have full of joy. We're uh, really a joyful group of people. <clears throat> Paul had uh, given the uh, Christians there at Rome quite a, uh, a list of things that they were to do, just like Peter has given us a list of things to do here. And uh, in Romans, the 12th chapter there, and uh, he said this in the 11th and 12th verse, he said, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So it's uh, the, uh, the, the life that we have here, the, the spirit that we have ought to be, uh, Christ talked about, having an abundant life, having a, a full life. And our, our spirit ought to be fervent. We ought to have... Uh, have a, have a great desire uh, to serve the Lord and to serve those around us and rejoicing in hope and the hope again that we have uh, to rejoice, to be, to be full of joy in our life and uh, in the spite of the tribulation, in spite of the things that come upon us in the, our daily lives, uh, we're still to rejoice in the great hope that we have and we have to be continue to be instant in prayer and prayer is something that is so very important that oftentimes that we just really don't use it as much as we should. Jesus said this in Matthew, the fifth chapter, in verses 10 through 12. He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, shall persecute you, shall say all manner of evil, <clears throat> against you falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you we are starting to see in our time where uh, uh, Christians are starting to be uh, cut out it's uh, it's not uh, cool to be a Christian according to the government and the things that are around us and Hopefully that we never have that type of persecution that, uh, that they uh, had there in the Old Testament. But we know that there are countries that are that away and uh, uh, that uh, where people are persecuted because they are righteous, because they are living a godly life. And 
Christ says that uh, we're blessed when that ha- when when we are reviled, when we are persecuted, and He tells us here to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So, even in these times of, of trials we, and the, the the things that come upon us, we need to rejoice, be full of joy, and be exceedingly glad that uh, that we have this great hope of everlasting life. <coughs> And rejoice in it. In uh, the 122nd Psalm in verse in verse 1, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, we should always be glad. Look forward uh, to Wednesday evenings, to Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, uh, the, the fellowship that we have uh, to enjoy with one another. We should always be glad and look forward to that and uh, to take joy in that in the fellowship that we enjoy here. And, <clears throat> and we have a, a gospel meeting that is uh, coming up before too long, and, uh, and we need to be glad about that and glad that we have this opportunity that we can uh, assemble together here and have this meeting. In Philippians 1, and uh, 26, he says there that uh, he said that your joy, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. So here Paul is good talking that he was going back to the Philippian church, and he said that their rejoicing would be more abundant in Jesus Christ because he was coming there to to to, to meet with them to be with them. And uh, the reason I, I put this in, we have a meeting coming up in the not too far distant future with Lee Adair, is that correct? And, uh, uh, but uh, we ought to, to, to rejoice that we have this opportunity to have someone like that to come in to hold a meeting here. And uh, uh, just like the Philippians would, uh, there would be a, that there, be more abundant their joy in Christ uh, because Paul was coming to see them. And our rejoicing ought to be more abundant knowing that we are going to have a gospel meeting and uh, to, uh, to be able to, to, to uh, invite others to, uh, to come to, to the meeting and to be able to enjoy the edification, the increase in knowledge, understanding that we will gain from. So in, in closing, uh, just uh, briefly there uh, in Philippians 4 and in 4 uh, Paul said rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice so we ought to rejoice we ought to uh, this uh, to uh, uh, to love life and to see good days let us do those things that Peter has shown us to do here and these things are very simple they're very basic uh, and uh they are important in our life. It's to set a good example uh, for our brothers and sisters is to set a good example to others in the world around us. We have an invitation song that has been selected that uh, at this time, if someone has a need, uh, uh, a need or something that they need to bring before the congregation, we take this opportunity and you have that uh, you can come and at this uh, as we stand and sing the song <coughs> that has been selected.